And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, I was always telling my guest, my next guest off the air, I'm tremendously excited about his appearance on my show because I've produced other talk shows where I've been able to talk to him just for a brief moment. And he is such a scholar in the Word of God. Dr. Robert Jeffress is my guest. If you don't know the name, he's senior pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas, which ironically enough, one of the shows I was just talking about, the David Spoon Experience, is in Texas as well. He's a Fox News contributor. He's got a daily radio program right here on Salem. So many stations across the nation, Pathway to Victory, and you can hear it right here on KPRZ every morning and every evening at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. First of all, Dr. Robert Jeffress, thanks for coming on the show. I'm uh, really excited about this. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor and a real treat. Well, we are in some very interesting times. We're going to get to your devotional. This all ties together. And I imagine this is this devotional is coming out at the right time because there's lots of questions being asked, especially by Christians, with the times that we're living in. Well, it's interesting. I think uh, there was something divine about the timing of this. Uh, we actually started planning this book, The Place Called Heaven Devotional, about a year and a half ago. Uh, my original book, A Place Called Heaven, was well-received enough that the publisher said, said we need to do a, a devotional on this, uh, giving people, you know, four or five minutes a day for 100 days to be thinking about God's future plan for us. So we planned this and wrote it a year and a half ago. Little did we know that the week it came out, we would be in the middle of a global pandemic and a political civil war. So I think God knew we all need the hope of heaven right now, perhaps more than ever. Yeah, God's timing is absolutely perfect every single time. And I like what you just said, which is a snapshot of the book. Reading this devotional, it's going to give you four to five minutes every day, and that is so key. Sometimes our lives are so busy, we forget we're all human. We don't really get in tune with the Word of God as much as we should. That is what this book is all about, to help us every single day make that connection. That's right. And, you know, uh, you hear this trite expression all the time about people who are so heavenly-minded, they're no earthly good. I, in 40 years of pastoring, I've never met a person like that. (laughs) You know, I think C.S. Lewis said it right when he said, our problem is not that we think about heaven too much, it's that we think of it too little. Mm. And he went on to say, history has shown that the people who have been most effective for God in this life are precisely those Christians who thought most about the next life. And so this is what this book is designed to do. It's designed to help people just think about heaven and preparing for heaven. You know, uh, when we think about heaven, it's a reminder of the brevity of this life and the length of eternity. And both realizations are important for making the right decisions. Amen to that. One thing I always try and reset myself with daily, no matter what the climate is politically or any other issues that are going on, at the end of the day, and the beginning for that matter, God is always on the throne, and He's in total control. This is going to turn out the way He wants to, and that's a comforting thought. It is, and that's why Colossians 3 says, Set your mind on the things above, not on things that are on the earth. Now, the truth is, we have to be thinking about things on earth. God's given us responsibilities here, but He's also 
told us to prepare for the next life. And, you know, I use this illustration in the place called Heaven Devotional. Uh, Just imagine that your employer told you that in six months he was going to relocate you to a foreign country and it was going to be a permanent relocation. How would you spend the next six months? Well, certainly you'd have things you needed to do in your current work environment with your family, your current situation. But if you're wise, you'd be spending some of that time preparing for your relocation. You'd learn everything you could about that foreign country, the culture, where to live, what schools to attend, what kind of clothes you're going to need, what currency would be accepted. And most of all, you'd want to be sure you had a right passport. You can't get into a foreign country without a passport. That's true. It's the same thing for us. We, yes, have responsibilities here, but we need to be double-minded in the very best sense of that word. Be thinking about here, but also be thinking about there as well. And I talk about having that here-there mentality that we need to make if we're going to be effective in both worlds. Noah here and across the county, Dr. Robert Jeffress is my guest. He has a new devotional, a place called Heaven Devotional, 100 Days of Living in the Hope of Eternity. You should check this out. It's going to be giving you some moments each and every day to really take stock in where our eternity lies and making sure that you're ready for that no matter when that happens to come, because we all, again, we don't know the day, we don't know the hour, and it's a, it's a comforting thought that at the end of the day, that's where we're going to end up as Christians. And it also brings up a really good point that's in these times, Dr. Jeffers, we have to continue to share the, the gospel and the good news. That's right. And uh, that's the task we've been left with, to share the gospel of Christ with as many people as possible. And it all begins not just with us, but with our family, our children, our grandchildren. It's funny, just right before we did this interview, my grandkids who are three years old came to see me. I have triplet grandchildren. Oh, bless you. And, and I sat down with them and uh, read my children's book, A Place Called Heaven for Kids, because I told them, heaven won't be heaven for me unless I know each one of you is with me there Mm. in heaven. So that's our primary responsibility here on earth, to bring as many with us as we can. You and I have a common connection, because I'm actually a single father of twin boys, and I always talk to them about about God and heaven, and that's what I always say. I do not want to spend eternity without the two of you. It's it, it, it's it, it's surreal what's important to us here on earth and what we also want to experience in heaven. There's a connection there. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, this is one of the greatest misconceptions people have about heaven. They think somehow when we die, we become somebody else in heaven, that everything on earth is completely wiped away, our relationships, our memories, our experiences, our gifts. No, life is a continuum that begins at conception, extends through this life, past death, and throughout eternity. It's not somebody else who goes to heaven. It's we who go to heaven uh, when we die. And that means we retain our personalities. We retain our gifts and our abilities. We retain our relationships. We even retain our names. I mean, think about it. When God talked about his servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he called them. They had been dead for 400 years, but he still called called them by their earthly names. Uh, remember Jesus in his resurrected body. His disciples recognized them. The relationship continued in an improved way. It's the same way with us. I mean, 
just think about your gifts and abilities. Why would we think God would just give us those for 70 or 80 years here on earth? These gifts and abilities will be used for whatever assignment God gives us in heaven as well. I would imagine it's like it, it's how we are here on earth now, but in a perfected way. That's right. Without all the garbage. <laughs> oh, please take the garbage away. That's right. That is all gone. I mean, think about work, for example. People think, you know, we're going to be just floating on a cloud, you know, plucking the harp. Uh-huh. I mean, that sounds like hell to me. Or, or Well, especially if I'm worse. the one playing it, Dr. Jeffress. Yeah. <laughs> or, or they think heaven's going to be one unending church service, and that really sounds like hell to a lot of people. <laughs> But, you know, we are going to worship in heaven, but we're going to do more than worship. We're going to be uh, working. Uh, The Bible says God will give us responsibilities, and those responsibilities will be used for all eternity. So there are a lot of misconceptions about heaven that I dispel in this devotional, a place called Heaven Devotional. What are probably uh, the the two most frequently asked questions about heaven, because I know even as Christians, some that have been Christians for most of their life, me included, always have a detailed question about what it's going to be like, because as much as we read in the Bible, there's an infinite amount of possibilities of what is it's actually going to be like. What do you hear on a regular basis? Well, I've touched on a couple of them. You know, will we know one another in heaven? And, of course, the real question is, I mean, do we stay the same people in heaven in our relationships? I think yes, and I've told you why I believe that. You know, the Bible says if you want to get a glimpse of what you're going to be like for all eternity, look at the resurrected experience of Jesus Christ Mm. for 40 days after the resurrection. His new body was a prototokos, the Greek word is, we get our word prototype of those who will rise from the dead. We're going to be just like Jesus. He had an individualized appearance that people recognized. He interacted with his disciples. And yes, he ate with his disciples. We will be eating in the new heaven and the new earth. So that's one question. Will we know one another in heaven? And uh, another question, we talked about what will we do in heaven? Are we going to be bored to tears? No, we're going to have responsibilities. And another question that is often asked, are people in heaven aware of what is happening on earth? And the Bible gives indication that, yes, they are aware. Uh, You know, you look at Luke 16, the story of the rich man who went to Hades and Lazarus who went to Abraham's bosom. Both were aware of the other's existence. In Revelation 6, the tribulation saints will be crying out to God, God, how long are you going to allow the rebellion on earth to continue without judgment? Mm. So there is a sense in which we understand in heaven what is happening on the earth. It's amazing. Amazing that you say that because you often hear. I think I've said it once or twice myself. Grandpa must be smiling, uh, you know, from heaven down on the family or down on me. And so apparently that's very true. Well, it's true, and the Bible says there's rejoicing in heaven uh, when a sinner repents. Uh, we always think that's just talking about angels, but if you look at the text, it's talking about the occupants of heaven. That would include you and me. So, uh, yes, there is an awareness of what's happening on earth. What are some things that you and I can do right now to prepare for going to our next destination, to going for heaven, as you you know, you know related it earlier to a kind of like a relocation, your job's going somewhere yeah. else. So we got to prepare. So what are some things we can do to prepare for the next life. 
Well, I think of it as a departure to a foreign country. You know, I talk about several things in the book. Minimize your pre-departure regrets. Have you ever been at the airport getting ready to board a flight and you remembered something you forgot at home? Almost every time. a belt or a purse or turn off the gas. That's terrible to have regrets when you're getting ready to leave. And yet I've had some of my saddest experiences as a pastor have been standing at the bedside of Christians who didn't leave this world in a happy way. They left with a long list of regrets, relationships that were never reconciled, opportunities that were never maximized, experiences that were never had. You want to have a short list of regrets when that time to go to heaven comes. But, you know, I think the most important thing is the first thing, and that is to make sure you have the proper passport. I tell the story in the book about many years ago, 1978, I took a youth group to the Soviet Union. We were in the middle of the Cold War, spent two oppressive weeks there. We couldn't wait to get out. I had 200 teenagers with me, and the night came for us to leave Moscow. We got everybody through the uh, passport control I was the last one because I was the leader, and I reached for my passport. It wasn't there. And they were calling the flight. My wife was on the other side. We'd been married a year. She was bawling, thinking about her husband being in a gulag for the rest of his life. And I started explaining to the guard that that was my group. I had to be. He couldn't have cared less. I bet. And at the last minute, a guy on the other side, one of our sponsors, started laughing, pulled out of his pocket my passport. He had taken it as a joke. Oh, wow. There's a a place in hell for somebody (laughs) who does something like that. But, you know, it's a good picture of what the judgment day is going to be like. There are going to be many people who argue with God about why they ought to be allowed in heaven. And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Mm. There is only one passport that gets you into heaven. It's not one stamped Methodist, Catholic, Baptist, Jew. It's stamped forgiven by Jesus Christ. Mm. Only forgiven people enter into heaven. And Dr. Jeffress, I'm glad you brought that up because I hear so many people, family, friends, other people that I don't know say, well, you know what? At the end of the day, as long as I believe in God, you know, every path leads to heaven. And that could not be further from the truth. There is one way and you have to have that belief in Jesus. And if you don't, unfortunately, you could do all the good works you want here on earth. You're not getting in. Yeah, actually, I wrote an entire book on that topic called Not All Roads Lead to Heaven. Look, if there are many ways to to God in heaven other than through Jesus Christ, then Jesus was a liar. He wasn't the Son of God, and he died on the cross for absolutely nothing. Mm. The reason Jesus suffered what he did on the cross was because there was no other way to heaven. And Jesus himself declared, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. Noah here on Across the County with Dr. Robert Jeffress, author of A Place Called Heaven Devotional, 100 Days of Living in Hope of Eternity. Hopefully you can check that out. I think it's going to bring at least a few minutes to your day where you can reconnect with God and get ready on a daily basis for that next destination called heaven and we also have pathway to victory here on k praise at salem san diego 11 a.m 11 p.m check out his ministry program there as well dr jeffress you've said in the past that what we do here now on earth it reverberates in the halls of heaven forever i love that statement but share with our listeners what that really means 
Well, we've got a funny uh, idea about the importance of good works. I mean, we rightly say our good works before we're saved are worthless to secure a place in heaven for us. It's by God's grace alone. But after we're saved, the truth is our good works make a great deal of difference. And there are rewards in heaven. Heaven will not be the same for everyone. That's another common misconception. Uh, There are going to be degrees of heaven. Uh, It's just kind of like going to Disney World. You know, you get into the park for the same price, but if you pay a little extra, you get to eat breakfast with Mickey and Minnie and get early (laughs) access to the park. It's going to be the same way in heaven. Paul talks about we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be rewarded for what we've done in the body, whether it's good or worthless. And here is the ironic thing. As brief as our life is here on earth, how we spend these few years and the faithfulness we exhibit determines how we spend eternity. Mm. That's why I say what we do on earth reverberates in the hall of heaven forever sure and you know every moment is so precious and we never know when our last moment is going to be and that is why i think you know can goodness and your good works get you into heaven no but they will do so much good with making sure you're at the proper place that you need to be when you do get to eternity in heaven and you're able to worship god and and jesus forever and do what you're supposed to do it's all connected It is. Our life is a continuum. And uh, I would just, again, people who might challenge that idea, read the book, A Place Called Heaven Devotional, and see, test what I say by the Scripture and see if that's not what the Scripture says. How do you feel, Dr. Jeffress? I'm going to put you out there on a limb. If you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. But but, but I struggle with this daily myself, knowing the times that we're in and the things that are going on in our society, not just here in America, but across the globe. Do you believe that we're in the end times? Is it hard to say, or do you have a good sense of direction with where we're headed? You know, it's really funny. Years ago on Fox News, when I first started working at Fox News, one of my best friends was Alan Combs, the resident liberal at Fox News. Mm. He was Jewish, and he used to have me on a show all the time. And and uh, one day, he always gave me a chance to share my faith. And one day he said, Pastor, do you think we're in the last days? Do you think you're going to live to see Jesus Christ return? I said, Alan, I don't know, but it really doesn't matter. He said, what do you mean it doesn't matter? I said at the time, I said, look, I'm 55 years old, and in the next 30 years, one of two things is going to happen. Either he's coming or I'm going, but I'm in the last days for me, relatively (laughs) speaking, and the most important thing is to make ready. And uh, I I would say that to everybody. Uh, You know, the fact is we have a very short time here on earth. No man knows the hour or the day that the Lord is going to return, but we know our time is short, and we're going to see him soon sooner rather than later. Well, plus he's going to come like a thief in the night. We really don't know the day or the hour. This is what I always try and tell myself when I start thinking in this way, because it, in the, at the end of the day, he will come back. It doesn't matter when he will. You just have to be ready for it, and you have to live your best life at the end of the day. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, the last days is an interesting phrase in the Scripture. Uh, you know, it's used sometimes to refer to the time between the first coming of Christ and the second coming. Mm. In that sense, we are in the last days. You know, Paul said back in 60 A.D. when he wrote the uh, Roman uh, Christian, said, your salvation, that is your deliverance, is closer today than it was when you first believed 30 years ago. So if Paul was talking about the soonness of salvation, 
anticipation of Christ's return in 60 A.D. Think in 2021 how much closer we are to it than Paul was. It seems like, and maybe it's just the mainstream media, because it's kind of a 24-7 news cycle. We're connected, you know, whether it's social media, cable news, whatever. We're getting constant information, which we didn't have, you know, back in the day, when the, even when, the, when there was no TV especially. But now it's like we're being bombarded with all this bad news, and it seems like there's constant footsteps forward towards what would be considered the end times. Well, that's right, and that's why I say, and I speak of somebody who's associated with the news, but I would say, you know, monitor your intake of the daily news. It's designed to keep you plugged in with breaking news every 15 minutes in order to keep you wired in and watching the commercials. So, you know, uh, monitor how much time you spend watching. Dr. Robert Jeffress, my guest, and he has a great devotional. What's the best place for people to pick this up? A place called Heaven Devotional. It's going to change lives, I know. It's going to answer some great questions, but what's the best place they can pick this up and also connect with you? The easiest place to get the book is Amazon.com. They have it on sale right now. Uh, this week, it's been the number one uh, Christian devotional uh, in America. And uh, I, I tell you, this is a great book, not only to read yourself, but to give to somebody who maybe has lost a loved one and has questions about heaven. And it's a great witnessing tool. Maybe there's somebody who doesn't know Christ. This is a non-offensive way to witness to them. Nobody's going to be offended about a book called A Place Called Heaven. Everybody's interested in heaven. This book tells them not only what heaven is like, but how to get there through faith in Jesus Christ. Oh, that is just absolutely amazing. And I'm so glad that we've been able to spend some some time together, Dr. Jeffress. Maybe what are some verses about heaven you would say that people find surprising? Maybe it contradicts what their overview of heaven was going to be. And they're like, wow, I didn't quite think about it like that. You know, one is Revelation 21, verses uh, 1 and 2, and John said, I saw the new heaven and new earth coming out of heaven. Uh, I saw the new Jerusalem coming out of heaven to earth. Uh, You know, our ultimate residence is not going to be floating around up there someplace. Our ultimate main headquarters is going to be right here on this recreated earth, experiencing it like God intended it to be. And I don't know about you, but that gives me some comfort to know I'm not going to be floating around out there for all eternity, that I am going to dwell on the earth that I was originally designed to dwell on, and yet all of the sin, the suffering, the sickness will be gone forever. Yeah, just thinking about the simple things, like when we're told in the Bible there's going to be no sadness, there's going to be no tears, those are the things that actually make me the happiest, because we have all experienced so much grief in so many different ways here in our personal lives on Earth, and obviously there's going to be a new heaven and a new Earth, but this time around, we're not going to have to worry about experiencing that again once we do get to heaven. That's exactly right. And it's going to be a great future we can't even begin to imagine. Dr. Jeffers, any closing words for our audience as they have listened to this interview? They're excited about getting the devotional. Maybe they need some comforting words about going through the times that we're going through with the pandemic and the political climate. Well, just remember, uh, Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation 
but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And uh, that's what I would just say to people. Just remember, uh, as I told my congregation recently, even though the occupant of the Oval Office has changed, the occupant of the throne of heaven has not changed. God is in control, and he has a great future planned for those who know him. I uh, couldn't agree more. I say that at the beginning and end of every day, no matter whether I have happy thoughts or sad thoughts, I know God is in control. God's going to figure it out, and I just need to submit to his will at the end of the day. And that's what's going to get me through, making sure that I'm lined up with what he wants for my life. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Jeffress, thanks for taking some time. It's been a real honor, a real treat, and I, I wish you all the best at First Baptist Church out there in Dallas, Texas, and your appearances on Fox News. They're always so full of wisdom, and I look forward to seeing you and hearing you many more times in the future and talking to you again someday. Thank you so much for having me. Noah here and across the county. Stay tuned. There's more coming up. Get his new devotional, A Place Called Heaven devotional, 100 Days of Living in the Hope of Eternity.